Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There are many ways to judge a man. How he is as a father and husband, I think it's one. Handshake. I think, is one. And I think nickname's a strong indicator. Tommy over here is pretty daddy. But I'm not sure anybody can best Dennis Dodd. Because when you're called the Dodd Father, basically you've won the nickname World Series. The Dodd Father, of course, is CBS Sports' excellent college football writer. You can see him on CBS Sports HQ, where he's a college football analyst. He writes for CBSSports.com. He is on Twitter. Twitter? Twitter? No, he doesn't have twins. It's just Twitter. It's X at Dennis Dodd, CBS Doddfather. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Bill, I am great. How are you? I'm amazing. Uh, all right, let's. I, so, so I, I certainly didn't see Deion Sanders in Colorado accomplishing what they have already. And I know they lost this this last game o- over the weekend, but but still. I think played a surprisingly better game than, than a lot of us thought. If you were to look, see, having seen what you've seen, two to three years down the line, what do you think Deion Sanders has this program accomplishing or not accomplishing at that point? Oh, I think they'll be. Uh, I think they'll be contending in the Big Twelve um, based on what we've all seen and I've seen over one month. Um, I, I'm all in. The staff is great. Uh, all the other stuff is a separate, you know, a separate story, a separate argument, you know, prime time, everything else. But I was at that game Saturday and my takeaway was that, you know, not only has he built a roster in a short period of time, the biggest thing is it has meshed and somehow they've gotten enough reps. Do they, do they lack continuity in the defensive line? Absolutely. Offensive line too. Those are the hardest two position groups to, to build, but, um, my takeaway from that game was if Caleb Williams doesn't throw six touchdown passes, Colorado wins because they had, they ran USC out of the building in the second half, scored the last 20 points, ran 90 plays on USC, 564 yards, and uh, had not uh, there been some squandering of timeouts, Colorado would have had you know one last shot. In fact, 
you know, Dion said, if we got him back on the field, you know, I know everybody knows he would have won that game. Um, but with 143 left, all Caleb Williams had to do was kneel down. But my takeaway was beyond uh, Caleb Williams being great was, yeah, the CU is coming. <laughs> like like uh, Dion said. Uh, Dennis Dodd on the show. Dennis, there's two ways to look at this, right? One way is Colorado went out there and put 41 on USC. The other yeah. is that USC defense allowed Colorado to, to put up a 40-burger. When you assess USC's defense, what it is and what you think it can be going forward, how do you see USC performing in the conference and, and beyond if, if you think that's applicable this year? Well, that, and that's one of the reasons I said that Caleb Williams saved the day. He needed to throw six touchdown passes because, to me, it's the same issue And after Saturday. Alex Grinch, the defense, when's it going to get – when's it going to get – even at the championship level, but these days all you have to have is an average defense to play for a championship. I mean, we've seen that time after time in the college football era. You don't have to be great. Um, TCU outscored everybody last year to get to the championship game. And this is what USC is to me right now. They're TCU with more talent. And because they have more talent, they shouldn't be having to outscore everybody. You know, they should be able to shut somebody down and get Caleb Williams off the field where he doesn't have to, you know, go out there and, and play every game down the wire. And I know this is the first real opponent uh, USC has played. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be a lot, lot tougher in the Pac-12. It's the best conference in the country this year. So that's it. Um, you, you know, I, they have to show, uh, you know, progress on the defensive side to be considered uh for Lincoln Riley in the short term to be considered a success and get them to the next level. Uh, Dennis, had a quick digression here on Caleb Williams as a Bears fan who just hates every yeah. aspect of my NFL life. Obviously, he is a remarkable quarterback at the college level, and he is remarkable in the cater of QBs playing at that level right now. You've been covering the sport for a long time. What is the likelihood that he is also a generational talent and that he can be exceptional going forward after he's done at USC? You know, after watching him live Saturday, I, that enhanced my, the impossibility of that. To me, um, I just heard somebody say the, say the P word, uh, which I don't know if you're allowed to whisper because it has so many implications, Patrick Mahomes-like. Um, he runs those RPOs to perfection. He's that guy who has adopted Mahomes' um, you know, off-schedule things with the sidearm throws. He goes to his left as a right-handed quarterback better than anybody I've seen. Tell me how that would translate to the NFL, where that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get, get a guy off his spot and going off, off his arm side so you get to him. Um, I think he's the best player in the country. Uh, he, he's number one for the Heisman right now, obviously, to win it the second consecutive time. But uh, in answer to your question, I think those skills – would translate to the NFL. Now, as we've already seen from his father, uh, he's basically told us he doesn't want to go to a bad team, but that's the nature of the draft. You're going to go Bryce Young is at a mediocre team with the Panthers. Um, you know, can you force a trade? Do you want to wait another year for eligibility? That's another discussion, but I think he's great. I think he's, he's got a chance to be generational. Dennis Dodd, who is generational here on the show, the Dodd father hanging out at CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. Uh, Dennis, you and I have talked a lot, maybe because I'm interested in it. 
in Oklahoma and their future and whether they can turn things around this year. It's a really critical year. I think we, we've agreed. Obviously, a, a huge game this weekend. And Texas, I, I mean, has been off to just a, a marvelous start. What do you expect from, from that game? I have – I'm just writing about it now. I'm picking Oklahoma, and here's why. I've seen enough of these games. Uh, Texas OU, Red River Shootout, and I will call it a shootout. Sorry, not politically correct. That's what I grew up with. Um, well, you can't say shootout? Oh, I got it. Yeah. yeah I got no, no, they, they, actually, they actually changed it. There was a press release. It was called the Red River Rivalry or something. I don't know. Um, Dr. Pepper sponsors it. But this goes in, in – uh, in streaks, uh, Bob Stoops owned Mac Brown. At, when they got slaughtered last year, OU had won the last four. It's hard to believe. That was the most point, 49 to nothing in Texas. The most points scored in a shutout loss against Oklahoma ever. Not in that rivalry, ever. And the most points scored on Oklahoma in that rivalry that goes back to 1900. Uh, but Dylan Gabriel was injured. He had a concussion. He didn't play. They played a, a backup uh, transfer from Pittsburgh who kind of just sat there in the Wildcat and messed around and they didn't have really a really chance offensively. Dylan Gabriel now is the best, I don't know, under the radar quarterback there is. The, one of six FBS quarterbacks since 1996 to complete 75% of his passes and throw 15 touchdowns and less than two interceptions in his first five games of the season. Uh, and, and he was that way at UCF. He was great. But he's healthy. And now he, they've used 14 different receivers. They're, they're good across the board. They're better, much better defensively, which was the issue last year. So I, I, I like Oklahoma in this game. Now, that being said, Texas is as talented, maybe more talented than they were when they won the national championship with Vince Young in 05. But this game is different, Bill. I mean, once you get out there in the heat and the people and everybody around you, it's just I, – I, it, it sounds trite, but I like the revenge factor for Oklahoma. I, I love it. Dennis that on the show. Dennis, we, by we, I mean fans, media members writ large are, and by the way, me specifically as well, can sometimes just write guys off really quickly, right? Year or two or three, and, oh, this guy can't do it. And while it's not a great example today, I think Dabo is, is a pretty prime person to point to that sometimes a program can take a while to build into something really successful, even if we're not a very patient society. What is the likelihood that Brent Venables can be, in a few years, really celebrated. And the concerns, I think legitimate concerns, that maybe he wasn't the guy when Lincoln Riley left, were misplaced, and he just needed that rarest of thing in college football time. Yeah, here's the difference, and I use this in the offseason. Both Billy Napier and Brent Venables were 6-7 and last year. Did not sit well at the locals. We know that, right? Billy Napier, because of the way Florida is structured in a lot of ways, is more likely to be given four years to fix it. And Brent Venables was at Oklahoma. They went six and seven with a first-time head coach, same as Billy Napier. But what stuck in the minds of those Oklahoma fans was worst season since whatever it was, 98. You know who did coach in 98? The infamous John Blake, who put together the worst three-year run of Oklahoma football in its history in the mid-90s. It was some early five. Uh, and so that was immediate. Is this guy the next John Blake? I hate to say that. That was the thinking by some. Now he's turned it around. Obviously, uh, you know, a healthy Dylan Gabriel. Uh, they've got more players and places recruited really, really well. 
And maybe it was just that, okay, this is what head coaching is like and get everything in a row. And I met him, not met him, but I met him last May, May of 22 at the Fiesta Summit in Phoenix. And we sat down for about 35 minutes. And I said, do you have a plan, uh, you know, a vague plan for migrating to the SEC? He pulled out a binder that was six inches thick. He didn't show me what was in it, but he said, yeah, we're starting. And so that, that ought to tell you his level of organization, so what they had to have recruiting facilities-wise, everything else. So I think, I, yeah, I think he's turned it around um, in, the, in the short term. Now, in the SEC, we'll see. Texas and Oklahoma are, I don't know, pick your number, the fourth and fifth best programs in that, in that um, league in any given year. I don't know. I mean, fifth or sixth, I don't know. So we'll see. It's gone really well for my Missouri Tigers being over there. That's sarcasm. Dennis Dodd, who is in, or at least from Kansas City. I won't speak to where you are now, but lives in Kansas City, where I used to on the show. Dennis, uh, let's end with a broad question. The SEC, how do you think it, it plays out this year in terms of teams that maybe have not gotten out to the, the, the raging start that they'd hoped for, they can still compete, or teams that you think are going to fade and put Alabama where you think they, they fit as this season plays out? It's one of the biggest reasons the SEC is down. Let's, let's all agree to that. We all agree it's down. Alabama's not Alabama, despite where they are today. Looks like they're figuring it out offensively after the Mississippi State game. Georgia is really a shadow of itself. Uh, the issue being they won't, you know, they won't come up against anyone significant after Kentucky until I think Tennessee in uh, November 11th or 18th. But they're down. Um, they're 95th in sacks. I think 78th in rushing. Georgia 78th in rushing, a low average. So, so the league is down. Um, how will it play out? You know, I, I think the West is fascinating. Who's going to win the West? I thought it was going to be LSU, but they've already lost twice, and they were humiliated by Ole Miss defensively. They're 117th in the, in the country. If Jimbo wins this week, Alabama's out of the playoff race, and he becomes, you know, going from the hot seat to the first former Saban assistant to beat him twice. Uh, I think George is still the favorite, but Bill, would anybody be surprised a lot if Kentucky won this week at Georgia? I wouldn't because they're structured. To win, uh, they don't turn it over. They got Ray Davis and Vanderbilt transferred the tailback, so they can you know, they can keep hold of the ball. Um, they're pretty good, and Georgia isn't. They might be by the end of the year, but I think that to sum it all up, it, it, you know, it may be an off year, and the SEC gets only one team in the college football playoff. It, it I mean, college football, man. Every year there are storylines you don't see coming. Dennis, I lied to you, which I should never do to a friend and a colleague. I said last question. I have one last quick, 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 very quick question. There were some reports out there about Urban Meyer, who we do call Urban Meyer in dysfunction here on the show, uh, being linked to Michigan State. Now, he has uh, apparently denied that. But my question for you is, to what degree do you think Herb, Herb, good old Herb, is is going to be a hot commodity if and when he wants to coach college football again? Oh, I think he wants back in. Um, Yeah, the Michigan State thing is nothing. not true. Um, I think he wants back in. It would take a unique circumstance for him to get back in, but uh, you, you never say never with that guy. Look, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze, di- different situation. Hugh Freeze paid his penance at Liberty. He got back. Time passed. He got a chance. 
Um, can time pass enough for Urban Meyer, who's done much, much more than Hugh Freeze, to get back in? I mean, look, look, this is America. Your winning percentage covers up a lot of sin. We know that. So, yeah, if the right circumstance comes up, then uh, and he'd be interested. Uh, I think he could get back in. He's not, not an old man. Still relatively young and in his mid-50s still, maybe late 50s. I don't know. But I, I, I think he could be back in. It's an imperfect comparison I'm going to make to make the point, but obviously Saban did not succeed with Miami, went to Alabama, think, things were fine. Do you think it's a sure thing or close to it that Urban Meyer still has it if, if it's at the college football level? I'm sorry, he ha- that he has what? I'm sorry. It, just that he is he can be a great... Oh, that he has it. Oh, yeah. that he has it. Um, it, all capital. I tried to like stress the it so it didn't work. Like, it, like that. I mean, look, he, look at, I mean, there have been documentaries, multiples, about him unraveling, about his players, uh, what happened to them at Florida, uh, the Jaguars thing. But aside from the Jaguars, he's won. And again, it, all it takes is one president and one AD to, uh, to say, yeah, guys won two national championships. Absolutely. I don't think, I don't, I guess my point is I don't think it's radioactive. And maybe that sounds uh, crass. Um, doesn't mean I, you know, I, I think he's not radioactive, but I don't think he has that red star on, you know what I mean? That, uh, that would keep him from getting hired someplace else. It may take him with, you know, to sit there and go, well, yeah, maybe the Mountain West. Or maybe something like that. By the way, right, this gave me a great idea. The Mountain West is going to, in the new playoffs is basically going to be grandfathered a playoff spot every year the way it's structured. So that makes that that makes that conference the best group of five by far that's out there. So maybe that's his entree back in because he started. Don't forget, he started I think at Colorado State way back. That is um, that is a really good point. That is good stuff. Dennis Dobb, my friend, as always, pal, I know it's a super busy time. Thank you for, for, for jumping on and, and talking a bunch of interesting college football topics with us. Bill, I love it. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 